0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox, and it's time to grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above, and as you can see, I am not alone this morning. Uh, With me is Pia, Pia and Colin from Pleiadian Earth Astrology and the Pleiadian Earth Calendar. Welcome, Pia and Colin. Thank you.
1: Glad to be here.
0: We're glad to see you as well, and... We were just talking behind the scenes how things have been, a, you've been a little under the weather for the last couple of weeks. And it's good to see that you are better and joining us this morning,
2: right? Cosmic influences. Yes, we're glad to be moving out from under them. <laughs> um, however, we're coming out from under these cosmic
0: influences, but apparently jumping into another sort of cosmic influence of not such a fun. or or wonderful um, effect. We're going to talk a little bit about that, a Venus phase change. And Mm -hmm. uh, also today, I want us to kind of look at these next couple of days because I just feel kind of in my bones, uh, in my deepness of self, that there's something major going on here. These uh, next couple of days being today, the full moon at 11 healing and then the equinox uh, popping up at 13 intuiting. Uh, so I, I just find the uh, the idea of the equinox and uh, bringing it as an ending couched in a beginning, so fascinating. And we'll talk more about that. And then as well, uh, diving into the Venus phase change. So let's just say a quick good morning to everybody because I saw all of you out there saying hello before we started Uh, Christine Buckingham, hello to you. Debbie Tibbetts-Tumiel, good morning. JLo, hello. She says Grand Rising Astro Design Tribe. Susie Gemini, good morning. Happy Friday and full moon in Virgo. Beautiful weekend coming. Unfortunately here it's going to be rainy, but I still think there's beauty in the rain, I suppose, Uh, at least as we get further into the hot season as it comes up. And JLo says Grand Rising Janet, Pia, and Cullen. So it's great to have you all with us this morning. And I'm going to ask a question this morning of all of you out there, and you you have time to think about this question. Um, And you could just kind of put them in the chat if you want, or if it's something um, that's maybe a little more private, you can certainly text me uh, or uh, messenger me or email me what your uh, answer is to this question. And it is, what is your pain point right now? pain point so your pain point what i mean by that is what has got you stuck what is an irritant what is the sand in your pearl uh, or what is the sand in your oyster that is triggering perhaps the growth of a pearl and let me know right i i really i i have a reason for this and i don't know that i can really reveal the whole reason behind it But one thing that I um, know about myself is that I get very into telling you all about what is happening, the details, the information, the knowledge, the, the info, and I forget that behind my doing that is a reason, and that is what are you all feeling right now? Because often... The, the reason I'm sharing something with you is because I know that underneath it, there's something that is a trigger for you, but I'm not always aware of what that trigger is. So what is your pain point? What's got you stuck or what has you worried? Uh, what has you not at peace within yourself? I want to know that. So uh, to that end, Pia and Colin, let's just dive right in and talk about what is going on today with this full moon.
2: We are stepping into the ability to connect with each other with the full moon to be able to address what you're calling the pain point that each one of us is experiencing in our own individual ways. I think the full moon brings that essence of connection so that we know we're not alone in our suffering, that we're together and we have a different flavor, but we're in this together. This is a collective evolution. It's not only an individual evolution. We're doing both. So the full moon shines more light into that. And of course, it brings the emotions to the top.
0: Hmm, I can't
1: imagine.
0: (laughs) 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 I I was telling Pia and Colin before we got on air this morning that I feel like that I have felt every emotion this week from the highest of the high to the lowest of the low. And I kept wondering how I was traversing uh, almost from ecstasy to agony all in one day. And sometimes within um, minutes, I felt like uh, somehow I had tapped into, oh, I don't even know what to call it, some collective angst. Um, but also the, the other side of that was, you know, this absolute wonder and awe. And when I Uh, just happened to check my human design chart this morning because, you know, I'm an astrologer. Why didn't I think to do this earlier? I didn't. Um, I checked into it and every gate on the solar plexus, which is the center of the emotional body, has a planet sitting at it. Every one of my gates on my solar plexus are activated and every one of them. Now, for all of you, you may have several activated. You may not be like me some because I have gates activated on that solar plexus by birth. Um, but I have all the channels defined between the root and the solar plexus, the major mood channel between the solar plexus and the throat center defined, and hanging gates on the other two. I, and then one, the other one is defined already by birth. So I'm looking at that going, oh, that's the reason why I'm asking you all for pain points this morning, because I feel like sometimes when I'm experiencing these things in such a massive way that it's because I'm about ready to have to work through people's pain with them. I don't have to do that, but that's what I love to do for people, right, to help them through their healing. So the fact that the collective is also being triggered by this is is, uh, great validation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, of yeah. course, to boot, we have the full moon, and that's always a time of releasing, anyway. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love it. You know, Pia, you could probably speak to this, uh, or Colin, feel feel free to jump in. Is that the healing energy here comes through light? It appears the eleven energy, the illumination energy. It, do do
2: I have that kind of correct? Yes. Absolutely. Yep, yep that's exactly right. The universal energy is bringing more light. And with the 11. And the healing energy allows us to utilize that light to do whatever we need to do on our healing journey. So it's a really good energy. Mm-hmm. Um, the
0: healing of the Pleiadian calendar was, I believe, Ish in the Mayan calendar, which was always sort of the representation of the jaguar mm-hmm. or the shaman. There's a, a certain amount of, of mystery and, um, I don't know what other words to put it, that that healing is something that we all have the ability to affect within us.
2: Yes. Right. And that, that is the energy that Cullen and I individually carry, that we are both of that healing energy. That's who oh. we are. And one thing that we have known forever is that everybody has healing energy within them. It's not up to some doctor, shaman, medicine man to heal anybody. Each one of us has the ability within ourselves to find out where the pain point is you're talking about, to work with it with grace, and to heal.
1: And astrology, in any form, is one of the tools to be able to define what that pain point is. Astrology (laughs) can give us the information to look at where are the shadows, what are the shadows, and astrology is is one of the the greatest ways of self-healing. If we're willing to really look deeply, if we're willing to really work with the information that's available to us, that that self-healing can happen much more rapidly in a much more holistic and full way than groping around, as Pia said, Looking for the answers outside of ourselves. We have all the answers. All we have to do is utilize them.
0: You, you guys are just talking my language today. I'm going to show you a book I got this week, and it was a spur of the moment thing on one of my emotional moments, <laughs> and it was called "It's called Metaphysical Anatomy." Uh, the body, your body is talking. Are you listening? Mm-hmm gotta love it right and the other part the next part comes today and it's about okay so what are some of the healing techniques metaphysically that we can engage in and i'm i I really love that you brought up the astrology part of it colin because in your birth chart lies all of the magic all of the answers all of the things that you as a map to your life might experience but also all of the solutions to those problems as well. For example, even the transiting planets can show us this. The moon, uh, this morning, early my time, so just after uh, midnight, uh, 3 a.m., for those of you on the East Coast, and uh, I don't remember what time that will be for you guys, probably 8 in the morning, something like that, the, the, the full moon occurred. And that moon itself is in Virgo as of that at that moment now it's since moved on into Libra but the moon in Virgo brings up this the healing in our bodies where we are not assimilating everything. So it, it is part of the digestion right so Virgo energy in the body represents our ability to take the food that's moved from the stomach and into the small intestines and into now the large intestine and our ability to assimilate the nutrients there. So as we have a full moon, it's a time of releasing and letting go of and or something coming up as a revelation. So what can you look at in your own life now where you haven't been assimilating? You haven't been assimilating joy, perhaps, or love or compassion or uh, you maybe have uh, been holding on to things like anger or upset or traumas or dramas, and this particular astrological configuration helps us to release that. And along with that, the sun in Pisces giving us the ability to let go of victimization.
1: Mm. You're you're describing really well the choice. We can we can look at all of these things all the things you just described we can use them as possibilities for movement we can use them to move forward to to let go of all of the things that have been keeping us back all of the blockages all of the everything that we feel whether it's conscious or unconscious that we're stuck within yes so what you're what you're explaining to everybody is about making the choice to look at all these aspects and use them their tools, their informational tools to actually allow us to see a much broader picture, a much bigger spectrum, not only of who we are personally, but of, of the whole universe. And it's right yeah. there, it's right there at our feet. And all we have to do is make the choice to say, yes, I'm going, to look at this and I'm going to do something about it, instead of being mired and stuck in all the patterns, all the cycles that we may or may not even realize that we're still stuck in.
0: Yeah, yeah. The amazing thing about all of this is that, and I wanna show you how thick this book is. I mean, this is not like some little mamby-pamby book. (laughs) This, (laughs) This book is huge. And you can go to any anything that is happening in in your body. So uh, whether a part of your body, let's say the knee, because I just had a friend that was going through some knee issues. So I looked the knee up and it's amazing to me the correlations from our own life that happened with the knee. And then you think about, you know, diseases, things like diabetes or things like, Uh, Heart problems and high blood pressure, all of these things have a spiritual start, have a metaphysical meaning because nothing happens first in the body. And that's one of those big things, those aha moments that I had, not just this week, that I've had in the course of my life, is that nothing begins in the body. When it gets to the physical, it's come through the spiritual, through the mental and through the emotional bodies, and then it appears in the physical body as an ailment, and sometimes, you know, you might have something that you're born with that is really a layover from a previous lifetime that you're now, you know, set up in this lifetime to work through right from the get-go, right? Right from the get-go. And <clears throat> and there's lots of things to learn about this, right? There, there are so many things, places that I could take this. And so one of the things that I've been frustrated about in my life as a, an astrologer is I can point to the source. But it's not always very apparent what to do about it. And that's where I am right now changing my entire focus in my business and in my life. Like, what can I help you to do about where you are stuck, where your pain point is, where your physical uh, manifestation of being out of balance has appeared? How can I use astrology and other systems to help you do that? And that's a huge shift that happened to me this week Ami- amongst all the other emotional highs and lows is this recognition. And it wasn't until Wednesday morning when I woke up that I realized where this is coming from and it had its, it had its start in human design, which is also astrology. you want to hear about that? Sure. Because this isn't happening to just me. This is big for all of you, including you two. Right. And, you know, as as aware and, and conscious as you are or as any one of us are, this is a moment in time where we are beginning to really focus in and hone in on assimilating even what it is that we're here to do, Who who we are at the crux, at the core, at the, the baseline of, of our life purposes. And this is happening because the South Node and the North Node changed gates this week into a channel that we call the Freak to Genius Channel. It just kind of colloquially, just, you know, sort of for fun. And it begins the process of our really awakening, sometimes in an epiphany state or a revelation state, Of what it is that we're our next steps might be revealed to us, uh, what our truth is that's being revealed to us. And I just find it also fascinating that that is happening this week and will continue for the next several weeks. So if you missed it this week, don't worry about it. It's still there. (laughs) It's not, it just watershed me this week, but maybe all of you will see this in your own lives as you awaken almost simultaneously to your purpose and where it is you might need to balance that out how do you need to move in the right direction do you see anything in the pleiadian calendar that works with that because to me it's not i I think it's perfectly in alignment with having just come out of that shadow period
2: well you're mentioning one key word there over and over assimilation Assimilation is very close cousins with integration. And the Pleiadian Earth Energy Calendar is all about integration because we are integrating all of the aspects of ourselves from not only this life, but from all of our parallel life experiences. So we have a lot to assimilate. We have a lot to assimilate and then integrate to come to a place of wholeness. And you mentioned the fact that we're going into this 13 energy on the day of the equinox. Perfect time because an equinox is a signal of a seasonal change. We're moving from a seasonal change from one set of circumstances into another set of circumstances, and we're having to integrate everything we've experienced into all the possibilities that are lying before us that we have not yet experienced.
1: So it's no accident that that not only the emotions would would be spiked, but but curiosity also. Because if all these things are happening to us, and I mean individually and collectively, we can look at all of them as non, non-accidental. You used the word epiphanal a few minutes ago. People, yeah. are, people are getting things that they have never been connected with. They've never understood that are just popping up in their consciousness. And I think that's part of what's going on right now. And I think that the Pleiadian system of astrology is showing us that that these things are happening on purpose in the timing. And I joke about timing because of course we believe time doesn't exist, (laughs) but they are showing up in a timely 3D manner, Mm -hmm. which could help us, as I said a few minutes ago, look at all of these things and do something with them. And it's, it's high time that, that we get out of the patterns and the cycles that have been keeping us from who we really are. And as you said, why we're really here.
2: So that moves us also from the equinox and the 13 energy. Immediately the next day, we flow into a new 13 day period. Yeah. of destabilization. We're in evolving energy, which the Maya called earthquake. <laughs> Come on. Right? Anything, can break, anything, can change, anything can break loose. And at the same time, we move into a Venus phase change of surrendering and discovery, which is one of the most challenging phase changes that we go through. It's It lasts for a while. And it's all about surrendering everything that we have believed all of the patterns that have kept us stuck, all the places we're clinging to our pain. It's about surrendering all of that and discovering as everything destabilizes us, discovering the real essence of what matters. That's what this is coming to. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's what we're stepping into. And it's going to be earth-shaking, but the earth-shaking business comes from in here it comes from inside of us first not what's happening in the outside world it's our own response to what we are experiencing that causes the destabilization to be allowed to occur so that we can surrender what no longer works
1: and that that is absolutely in alignment with the birth process we whenever whenever we birth anything new whether whether it's a new being a child a new project, any creative thing, something has to change, something has to switch, something has to die away in order for the new to come into reality. And I think what P is talking about is we have to surrender all the old things, all all the things that don't work and be curious and be open to What's available? What The the curiosity of, well, my life has been pretty darn rocky in the past few weeks or few months, collectively and individually. What can we do with that? What can we learn from that? And how can we do something that will allow us to step out of those patterns and cycles? Everybody is caught in patterns and cycles, whether they know it or not. And if... If we use these tools, if we use these abilities and the energies that are coming to Earth that have never come here before, we're living in an absolutely new environment, completely new environment. And it's it's all for growth. It's all for <laughs> all for change.
0: For change, for evolution. It's interesting to note that uh, the spring equinox here, or the fall equinox, if you're a uh, Below the equator is when the sun gets to zero degrees of Aries, which is the beginning of the zodiac wheel. And so, what we have is sort of an alpha and omega day, right? Where in one system we're looking at the ending of a cycle and looking forward to the beginning of a new one. But on the other hand, that same that very same day is a whole new cycle. It is the new year of all new years because it's when uh, the sun is at that zero Aries position. So we are all refreshed and ready for the new, but that being ready for the new comes with a price tag, and that is the integration of everything that's come before. And that's all part of the evolution, too. We can't have one without the other, in other words. Mm -hmm. So an ending can't happen without a beginning, and a beginning doesn't happen without an ending. And that's kind of what we see all in that day right, on, on
2: Sunday the
0: 20th, absolutely. Um, depending and on time
2: zone. The Pleiadian Earth energy system gives us little mini periods of practicing this grand change that we're going to see on the equinox, because every 13 days we go through a minor version of integrating what we've done for 13 days and opening to the possibilities for the next 13 days, and they all have a different flavor. So we have lots and lots of practice sessions, and we've had lots of practice sessions before. <laughs> Sunday, so we might as well go into this being willing to surrender what isn't working anymore and discover what's the essence of what we really need.
1: And and, th- and this also has to do with duality. We talk about duality constantly, the duality of the end of something and the duality of the new beginning. It, it's it's like the ouroboros. It's it's a circle of change. It's a circle of of old and new and it, it's absolutely a wondrous proposition it's a wondrous occasion to be able to use duality in such a positive way the the term duality has has been the, the negativity around duality has has been so great because people on this planet this species has not used duality in the way it was intended to enlarge our understanding of how we're all different, but we all work together in a holistic way. And when we talk about a change in a a day or one day into the next, that's a beautiful example of duality and a positive spin on duality. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think duality does get a bad rap because we don't understand that concept very well. I mean, I was born on a two day universal two. I'm a Gemini. If there's anybody on the planet that gets duality, it's me, um, <laughs> I, or at least expresses it. <laughs> so uh, I, I feel like that's one of the key lessons that we all have to learn is what do we, what is duality about? And we come here, we descend here to this planet specifically to to work through some of those things. And duality helps us facilitate the things that we wanted to learn. Again, we see this in the map of your life, right? We see it in your astrology. We can see it in, even in your astrology, your Pleiadian Earth astrology, the day that you were born on comes with a Venus phase. It comes with uh, a universal energy. How are you tied to the collective or how is your learning uh, a part of the collective learning? And then also the personal day, right? What is it? uh mine is remembering so i'm i'm sitting here thinking about one of the words you used is about remember surrendering and remembering was it or or uh, uh that the time period that venus is taking us into and because venus really represents in astrology anyway she represents the relationships that we're in and how do we strengthen those relationships what are the weak points in those relationships? What is the mirror that we're seeing in our relationships? And I tell people this a lot of times, and I'm not sure it's easy for people to get, but when we want to package up something and throw it out onto our partners or onto our friends or onto our family members and blame them for something, really, it's a call for us to look within us. What are we missing? What What are we if if we're blaming someone else what is it about that that either we want for ourselves or that we're uh, blaming ourselves for so there's just so much good stuff that we can use in our everyday waking life that can help us understand where we are and in our evolution of consciousness and where we're going now let's see the um the equinox is occurring at 13 intuiting So Intuiting Energy, tell us a little more about that.
2: Intuiting Energy is pretty much what it says. It's about going inwards and listening to the heart rather than letting the mind, which is so programmed with our beliefs and our training, Mm -hmm. letting the mind run the show. Intuiting Energy is about stepping away from the mind and opening the heart to what the heart has to say and then following that as the lead guide. Let that guide the thoughts rather than letting the thoughts follow the old programming. So it's, it's a perfect springboard for integration because as we're going through this transition, we get intuitive hits about, oh, now I understand why I've been going through this. Or, oh, now I see there might be a window open over that way. Intuitive things come in little pieces, but we're trained to rationalize them away and to stick with what we're familiar, even if it hurts. That's our training. And what we have to do in intuiting energy is to stop and listen to the heart and allow the heart to lead the mind.
1: Every Everybody has intuitive abilities. Um, I, I have laughed and laughed over my lifetime listening to people saying, oh, intuition is a, a woman's prerogative. It's a woman's talent. <laughs> It it drives me nuts because it's not a gender-related thing. Everyone has intuition, and everybody can kick themselves when, when they got a thought, when they got an epiphany, when they got a feeling about something, and they didn't act on it, and then guess what? Whatever that was will come about in their life, and they'll have to look at it and say, I wish I'd listened If only I'd listened. Yeah.
2: And I can tell you in this family, we rely heavily on Cullen's intuition because it is always right.
1: (laughs) I've used my my intuitive skills or gifts since I was a little kid. And I can just give you a a silly example of this. Um, When I was probably a teenager, I kept walking by a shelf I don't know if it was a mantelpiece or just a shelf on a wall. And there was a a ceramic object that was pretty close to the edge of the shelf. And the first time I walked by, I looked at it and I went, that's gonna fall down and break. I didn't do anything about it. A Couple of weeks later, I walked by the same object. I get the same message. Push that away from the edge. I didn't act on it. <laughs> a, week or two, a week or two later, I walked by and this precious antique piece of ceramic was on the floor broken oh. to pieces.
0: Oh, no.
1: And I got an instant understanding as even a teenage kid. When you get a thought, when you get an idea, act on it. Don't dismiss it. Don't say, oh, I made that up or it's not real. These these little pieces that come to us are absolutely real and they come directly from the heart. They come from the intelligence of the heart. They do not come from the mind.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately we've all been raised in the time of science. Right. Most of us on the planet have been brought up in a culture where education was queen or king and the learning of the uh, analytical way of thinking, critical thinking, um, facts and figures and all of this. um, Use your head. Right. My my mom used to say, use your head. Uh, And, you know, unfortunately, I wasn't smart enough at that moment in time to say, well, why, why should I use my head instead of my heart or, you know, use my head instead of my intuition. So our our upbringing has been very slanted toward the logical side of things, toward facts and figures, what I can prove, what I can see, feel, taste, touch is real and everything else isn't. So. There's a real disconnect, I think, that we are also dealing with um, when we, we do this. You know, I'm I, like you, Pia. My husband's very intuitive. And I will often defer to his intuition on something because I didn't have input. I didn't have a strong idea of go there, don't go there, do this, don't do that. But he, when he does, I absolutely listen because yeah. I know that that's what his um, his – his thing is very he's very much into that intuitive knowing um but i also know that i have my own intuition
2: Mm
0: -hmm. and it it just so happens that i also have a very powerful mind and my mind sometimes wants to overtake that that intuition so there's always going to be we have in human design we talk about three ways of knowing three ways of accessing wisdom one of which is logic and the use of the mind but the mind's use is as of an awareness center not for making decisions it has no power to make decisions it has only the ability to uh, be aware of the aware uh, awareness of facts and figures and things like that the second way of knowing is intuition and that comes from instinct that comes from our body's wisdom that we've forgotten in you know our ancient lineages our bodies were great barometers of what the weather was going to be like, when danger was near, of when it was time to uh, do certain things or be certain ways, uh, when it was time to celebrate, when it was time to, um, you know, come inward. We've, got, we've lost connection with that, but we still have it. So your body, intuition, gut instinct, maybe you, you might call it, is very, very much there. And the third way is just plain knowingness. That's the more difficult one because it's, I don't know how I know what I know. I just know. And that's equally as valid in our in our uh, system of awareness as logic and intuition. So knowingness, intuition, and logic are all there within us. We've just come in our modern world to be reliant on logic more than the other two. So we're, I I think, you know, the times that we're in are just a time of remembering Pia, (laughs) remembering and surrendering to the fact that there are other places within us that have that wisdom. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Don't get me started, Janet, because (laughs) this, this is a subject that I have, I have talked about and written about for 40 years We went down the wrong road with the the beginning of technology. When, When the Industrial Revolution started 300 years ago, we were told, as you said a moment ago, your lives will be easier. Your lives will be simplified. You will have more time for yourselves. If you use these machines, everything will will work in a much better way more smoothly you will be more productive and unfortunately everybody said yay let's do this except for a few luddites who who said no this is not this is not the spiritual road this is not necessarily a good idea but in watching this for the past 300 years which i've done professionally actually through research and 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 educational understandings We gave away, we literally gave away all of the ancient ideas and abilities that you just mentioned. We put them on the back burner, and we have lost touch with most of the things that our bodies were always telling us about, what our intuition was telling us about, our knowing, all of the things we've just discussed. And we've gotten to the speed of, moving forward so constantly that we're still moving away from those ancient understandings. And it, it's amazing when we look at at children who were born during the digital age, they have given, and I'm talking about 15-year-old, 20-year-old, 30-year-old young people, they've given away all these talents and skills to science and to technology and they don't know how to operate in a natural world at all. They have no clue about how far away they have gotten from nature. And one of the things I like to say is we sold our souls through the use of technology without bringing the rest of the wonderful information forward alongside that technology.
0: You know, on one hand, Colin, I totally agree. I, I, I can see where you're coming from. And there's a bit of sadness I'm sensing from you about that—that that, you know with that we were so easily um, brought into a different space. But I also know that the evolutionary energy on this planet is wise. And that, that it is bringing us through these various times. I mean, it, you know, it's a, it's a thing like duality, right? On the one hand, how can we, if we hadn't gone through this mechanized using overuse of the mind, how could we then come back and value what we would lost, which is the intuition, that inner knowing, that more natural part of who we are. So I, you know, I believe there's a wisdom in the, the evolutionary process that we're not victims of having gone through this, but it was a natural part of our evolution to experience that. And now we get to sit at the other side of this or home, almost at the other side of this and look at it as a way for us to incorporate all of those <clears throat> ways that we have of knowing and i don't know that we could have gotten there without that time period where we've gone through this other thing unfortunately because we live such a short period of time in the grand scheme of evolution it's we might lose sight of that but well, uh, and indeed you know it's our choice now to bring it back to reincorporate all these parts of ourselves that we might have lost during that scientific time
1: well i i agree with what you're saying but 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 i think my point is that it became so out of balance, it's difficult and challenging to reintroduce what we've lost. I, I understand what you're saying. Yes. And we have, we have learned things, and some things have been helpful through science, through mathematics, through, diff- through different avenues. Yes, I do agree with that. But we went so far in an unbalanced direction that... It's challenging to get us back to that balance.
0: Yeah, it's challenging, but not impossible. And I gotta tell, I gotta share this. I have uh, four kids. Well, one's passed on, but I have four kids. The youngest two are in their early thirties, so thirty. Uh, Brian was twenty nine when he passed, but so I've got two boys at that age, and then I have my two daughters who are thirty four and thirty nine, and uh, or will be thirty nine. And I have witnessed, so they were born in this period of time where, you know, science was king and that technology age, the digital age, and then I have grandchildren that are also at this age, 18 and 19, that uh, are, you know, born into this technological age. And what I'm watching happening in my own very family is this reawakening of the more psychic, spiritual Mm-hmm. uh intuitive gifts so years ago when my kids were you know teens and and younger kids i owned a metaphysical bookstore and so i introduced them to all of this stuff and what i got was oh you're such a hippie mom oh blah blah, blah <laughs> right <laughs> and they were you know I, i'm not going to say they weren't they it's not that they weren't supportive they just weren't interested right there mm-hmm. were other things far more important in their lives going on but with the death of my son in july I can't even I can't even tell you the things that have been going on within the spiritual context of my family members, particularly the younger ones. Every one of them awakening to their gifts, suddenly doing card readings for each other, becoming so intuitive that, you know, they're they're just waking up and saying, oh, this is, you know, this is something you need to know. And um, even, you know, their spouses you know, or their significant others waking up in the same way. It has been profound. Mm -hmm. So again, I say that, you know, there's, there's an awakening that's rippling through the planet. And the more that this awakening ripples through, uh it starts to wake up even those people who've been you know born into the scientific age so that we can blend them we don't want to let go of all the things that we've learned i mean i really kind of like some of the mechanistic things that we have in our lives i just don't want it to take away or overpower the more intuitive uh, compassionate loving side of things so that's where we are we're at this very powerful bridge where we're connecting back all of these things and um and i see it in my kids who were born into that digital age
1: i think that's wonderful
2: yep that's a great story thanks for sharing that yeah
0: and not only is it happening for them you know what happens when they start awakening is they start talking to their friends about all of this stuff and now all of their friends are fascinated by all of this and are awakening and that includes their their children who are in their upper teens right so it, and that's just my family. I mean, how many other families is this happening to, where mm-hmm. there's this resurgence of this spiritual quality that we've missed? We've given it away to religions. We've given it away to uh, uh, logic mind. We've given it away. We've given. We, we've looked too much, too long outside of ourselves, yeah. and now everybody seems to be coming back here to the heart and to their own inner wisdom.
1: Mm-hmm. Astrologically,
0: and it's, I think that's happening too.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And and it's the perfect time for yes. this to be happening because we need it. We really, really need it now.
0: We really do. And I, I'm kind of sad that in my own family, it took a trauma to wake everybody else up. But maybe that was the plan all along. I didn't. I don't have that particular insight. I can just say, oh, timing was perfect. Um, but maybe if we choose. Instead of having a trauma to have to wake us up, uh, maybe we can choose to wake ourselves up without the trauma, and let the trauma be uh, something that, um, you know, even if it does happen and it does awaken, that we can see it for what it is. Right, that there is this change upon us. That's
2: the whole emphasis of our entire work is to help <laughs> make choices from the higher perspective to evolve.
1: And and I, I think what you just said is extremely important because we don't have to wait for a trauma anymore. We don't have to wait for a near-death experience. We can make, as Pia just said, we can make these choices now without having to suffer through traumatic experiences. And maybe that was never available to this species before now. Maybe energetically, this is the right time and the only time that this could be coming into our consciousness. Do you know what I think it is?
0: I think it's encoded in our DNA. Mm. And that at various times through various transits of planets, let's say, uh, bigger cycles of time. So I'm not talking like your everyday moon touching the Virgo or anything like that. I'm talking about bigger cycles of time that a part of our DNA that has been asleep gets awakened.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And maybe another part that got us through survival instincts and what have you goes to sleep in order to allow another part to waken up. So I feel like there's a genetic piece that that the evolution uh, is bringing us to that um, that we can see through the calendar, right the the evolution of consciousness in that calendar could also be interpreted as the pieces of our DNA that are awakening.
2: That's exactly what the Pleiadians say, Janet, is that our DNA is connected to the different aspects of ourselves living in other dimensions. It's absolutely about connecting to who we are in other dimensions. And as we make that conscious connection, the DNA is automatically awakened. So that's in complete alignment with the Pleiadian perspective. That's what Larkma has said all along. And that's why the calendar Is so important is because it helps us learn to tune into those energies.
0: And I think there's, you know, a a part of us that have felt very um, 3D, three dimensional, right? We're here on this planet. It's physical. I can feel things. But that we forget in the in the birthing process, we forget that we're Mm multidimensional, that we're not just here in this 3D Body, yeah, you're here in this 3D body, and you're here with a body to, uh, you know, express your spirit in action. Um, but that doesn't mean that you don't have access to the 4D, 5D, 6D, 7D, etc., uh, part of yourself. And I, I, I think that's also a part of the remembering that we're mm-hmm. going through in this time period.
1: Absolutely. If
2: I can just add just briefly that we're going to be going into that in my workshop that I'm doing starting this Friday. On the third day of the workshop, we're going to talk about the dimensional aspects of who we are and how the Pleiadian Earth energy system opens us to remembering those other dimensional aspects so that we can become what Cullen calls our future selves. That's part of what's going to be offered in the workshop.
0: Revealing your multidimensional self even. So yeah. tell us more about the workshop. It starts on the, got to move starts my lamp.
2: On Friday, starts on Friday, the 25th by Gregorian date, five being, which is five, the number of change, being starting a new cycle. Starts on Friday at nine o'clock uh, your time. Uh-huh. And uh, it's for 90 minutes on Friday, 90 minutes the same time on Saturday and 90 minutes on Sunday, and we're moving through five being change and a new cycle. Six, which is flow, breathing, working with duality. Seven, which is the spiritual merging and listening, learning how to listen to the intuition. Those are the energies that are supporting the workshop. And what's the website where people
0: could go? Because it's still open for registration, right? Yes,
2: yes it is. And um, Pia Orlean. P-I-A-O-R-L-E-A-N-E dot com. And it's on the homepage. You'll see it immediately. Okay, so I'm
0: going to share that up on the screen for everybody. Pia Orlean. Dot, did I spell that right? Yes, I did. com And that's just next week. How does yeah. it feel to have that coming up?
2: Exciting. I can't wait to share everything I want to share with everyone and get other people's <laughs> viewpoints and questions and I'm eager for the questions and answers to start pouring in so we can go into it more deeply as a group.
0: Yeah, I want to read some of the comments that have been coming in because everybody apparently loves this topic we're talking about today. So uh, let's see, Karen Brackett. Yes, the industrial age sold our ancient knowledge, missed opportunities, and now we have to move forward with new and different avenues. There's no going back my younger family mem- members are open to psychic abilities and intuition but they mm-hmm. apply it or use it within the lifestyles of industry and commerce not like the older earth centered hippies <laughs> but of course that's the world that they're in as well mm-hmm. and imagine this imagine your kids my kids anybody's children who are now you know out there working in jobs applying those intuitive gifts to that workplace and how that changes the potential expression of the work that's going on. Mm -hmm. I also want to note how many people of that age group are letting go of that old work dynamic and moving more toward the things that make them feel good. Mm -hmm. That is a huge shift. That is huge. Think of the courage it takes because, you know, our our group of people that incorporated or incarnated on this planet, we got into this really production-oriented, jacked-up world of, you know, work, 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 work. And um, I even find myself sometimes just sitting here at my desk working, 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 because it doesn't say 5 o'clock on my watch. (laughs) And I'm like, what are you doing? Stop it. So I've been very mindful of that. Uh, And I think that's something that's shifting. So even if it's they're applying their psychic abilities and intuition into the lifestyles of industry and commerce, think of the impact that that might have in the positive for those businesses as time goes on. So again, I think it's all part of the evolution of consciousness that's going on, parts of our DNA that are going, wait a minute, there's something more important going on in my life and it isn't my nine to five, eight to five job
1: we're we're also seeing people fleeing the corporate world yes. we're seeing so many people who who have spent a lifetime working in the corporate environment and they're realizing that they were never happy doing that it was it was all about a pursuit of climbing the economic ladder having the right car having the right house all of mm-hmm. the things that we were told were absolutely important to us that that socially if we didn't reach those stepping stones we wouldn't have been successful right if- right <laughs> if you don't have the
0: the you know house and the cars and the kids and the all of that the toys then you have no meaning
1: mm-hmm. precisely and and people are going i want to be happy i i want to be fulfilled i want to do work that gives me joy i want to do work that is actually in service to others.
0: Absolutely, and your service to others might be something simple, like just being there to you know, give your children hugs if you're a mother. Your path of service might be something like what you two do, writing books and and um, waking people up through the evolution of consciousness. You could be a janitor and or a retail sales associate somewhere. And you are still able to use your gifts to help affect awakening on the planet. Nobody That's, is inconsequential here.
1: That That is one of our Pleiadian friends' favorite phrases. What's yeah. that? It doesn't matter what you do. It matters, it matters how, how you, you do it. Do it. <laughs> That's a good one. That is a good one.
0: Like right, you if you a- have your full heart into something, that's a whole lot different than just half heartedly going about, you know, your day.
1: It makes a complete difference, it really truly does.
0: Yeah, it does without buying into what somebody else's vision is of what it means to be successful.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So so ridiculous that we've gotten into that, you know that that was such a powerful part of our lives. But it's changing, and that's the part that I'm really gratified to see, is mm-hmm. that it's changing and it's changing maybe one or two or three people at a time in a family that then affects their friends and then affects that their fam their friends families and so on and so on. It it can be a huge. It, it, I think it's we're seeing the birthing of an of a new paradigm. We mm-hmm. have been watching this actually. You know, we've been doing this work for a long time. We've been watching the birth of this paradigm and the shifting of of the of the world. And I think it's just stepping up. It's mm-hmm. just stepping up. Mm-hmm.
1: It is it
0: yeah. is. Um, Susie Gemini says balance, we need balance. And uh, Norma Otto, it's a merging of both. Nothing is greater and nothing is lesser than. So I think that was when we were talking about uh, intuition and logic and uh, knowingness. And J-Lo says, my 20-year-old at one point was upset because I was not speaking fast enough. She was used to texting quickly. <laughs> and I had to take the phone away for a week to reset her. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. And uh, it's so funny how um, I, I fall prey to that myself. It's like, damn, my fingers won't move fast enough to get this message across. Before, when we needed to get a message across, we just call each other
2: mm-hmm.
0: or even writing an email so you could type faster. It's so funny, the world, the way it is at this moment in time. Um, good morning, Tom and Ainsley. I see you out there. Uh, Tom has just moved from the west coast of Canada to, uh, on, to Ottawa. And uh, so long move. He's just gotten unpacked. So uh, good to have you with us this morning. Veronica Chandler, good morning. Christine Buckingham says the knowing without human language to explain it. That is huge. And by the way, that is a huge theme we're going to experience for the next couple of months in uh, part of that Freak to Genius channel is being able to see or connect to a future or to a reality that defies language so or defies our ability to bring it into language mm-hmm. and so I think a lot of people might and I know I was experiencing that this week in a huge way I would love to sit here and tell you guys all the things that all the aha moments and all the things that happened but I don't have words for them
2: mm-hmm
0: right? You it words. It's experiential, maybe mm-hmm. is the way to look at it. But here's the key is that all of the experience that might be happening is moving from the Ajna, which is the mind. So the epiphany, the aha moment all happens up here in the mind. That's the south node. So the south node is where we've been in the past and what we have to let go of, And instead, in favor of bringing it into the throat center at the gate 23, which is called the gate of transmission, it's also been called the gate of assimilation, I call it the gate of simplifying. Because it says, take all of this big stuff and bring it in, but make it useful, simplify it, right? We've so gotten into a complex world that we forget some of the natural you were talking about nature just being able to go out and listen i open my window at night because it's spring here and there's so many frogs it's like a beautiful symphony of frogs out there at night and i just sit in my window and i listen to them before bed because what are they singing about right what's the wisdom frog is bringing us at this year you know in this point in time so simple right just to enjoy the sounds So simple to just enjoy, you know, being with people. So enjoy the simple life. I think that's part of the big lesson we're learning right now too. All right. Wow. It's almost nine o'clock. Any other comments here that I, or questions? Uh, So many people saying things. Karen Brackett, I've worked too hard for too long for too little. I have started an intense chiropractic therapy regimen for the body pain, and I'm currently in more pain than ever, breaking stuff loose, question mark. I'm desperate to get out of my mental looping, which I've been trying to do for the 20 years since a trauma that woke me up, and the world's current situation feels so overwhelming. My situation is so much easier than others. I think there are a lot of people feeling that too. I mean, the world is a, a little bit of a mess right now, and you guys are so close to the mess.
2: Oh, we are. And we talk to friends in Ukraine on a regular basis. So How are, are they doing? The step. Well, they're in hiding. They've had to leave their home for the second time. They ha- have bombs going off every every 10 or 15 minutes within 10 or 15 miles from their house, kilometers from their house. We have
1: we have really bad stories that we've listened to that we don't really want to repeat on, on this program, but...
2: There's a lot going the, on with pain. The,
1: the situation there is beyond alarming yep
0: so what can we all do about it i have my ideas what what can we do about it
1: send send them love send send love to the people who are being harmed and send love to the perpetrators
0: Exactly. I laid in bed last night and I surrounded Putin with a blanket of love because I feel like some of his actions are coming from not being loved, not being recognized or valued, or maybe a fear of his very survival. Not sure what his issue was, but I thought one way to work around it, if I don't know, is to just send love to everybody involved and then as well surround Ukraine with love. Mm -hmm. And what if we all did that? Just like, you know, I know by the end of the day, you know, up to a thousand of people are going to have heard this broadcast, maybe more. And if if all thousands of you just said for five minutes, I'm just going to focus love on Ukraine, on Russia, all of Eastern Europe, all of the world, even on myself, on the U.S. I mean, we're we're still needing it on every country, every uh, the whole of the earth. Just five minutes. What impact might we have?
1: Tremendous tremendous. I
0: think, right? And there've been experiments about this, right? People have done these experiments meditating on peace. And I think it was Washington, DC. And they lowered the crime rate by like 30% over this one weekend that all of these people were meditating on peace and love. And we have an impact. We are not uh, without skills. And we are with not without power to help change the world. So I invite you all just for five minutes to spend sending love to everybody around the planet, specifically the, uh, the area of Ukraine and Russia. So.
2: If we remember that everything is energy and we use our thoughts as positive energy of love, that's Mm. a potent thing to do.
0: Yeah. Huge. Great point, Pia. Um, So. Thank you so much for being with us today. We totally went in a different direction than I thought we were going to go, but I love it when that happens. And uh, I want to thank all of you for joining us this morning. And remember, go to piaorlean.com. Check out her webinar coming up next week, the 25th, 26th, and 27th. If you want to know more about the evolution of consciousness and what your part is in it and how you can utilize that energy to change the world, Join Pia and Colin. You are going to be there too, Colin, right?
1: No, this is this is Pia's. This is a Pia project. deal. This oh. is Pia's. Um, I'm I'm certainly part of what we've done in bringing this system to the public, but this is Pia's project.
0: Pia's project. I like that. PP Pia's project.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, so that is it for us today. Thank you all so much. Have a wonderful weekend. I will see you on Monday. Much love to all. Bye for now. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Do you wish you could better understand yourself and what is going on in the world? Well, grab your cup of coffee or tea and join the podcast Living Astrology with Janet Hickox for Astrology, Human Design, and Gene Keys Wisdom, Mondays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Podcasts are available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and your other favorite outlets.